What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Harley's Hot Seat. My name's Harley, and I'll be your host for this episode, along with, well, every single episode, because this is my podcast. And today on the podcast, we have my cousin, second cousin, some some sort of cousin to me, Mackenzie Watts. How are you doing this morning, Mackenzie? So good. How are you? I'm doing good. For those of you who are listening, it is currently 7.06 a.m., and sure, you might think, that's not that early, but I've been able to sleep until 10.30. So we're here bright and early, which I'm excited for. I appreciate you waking up for me, Harley. Of course. Yeah, because you're on the... Are you still in Boston? Yes. So I. it's 9 o'clock my time. Lucky. I want to live on the <laughs> East Coast. One day. One day I'll come, be there. Come join me anytime. Don't, don't say it unless you mean it, because I will. <laughs> I mean it, girlfriend. Love it. Um, well, like I said, Mackenzie is one of my cousins. So my grandma is her grandma's sister. It's her mom's sister. So I don't know how that makes us related, but we sort of grew up together. We went on family vacations. We spent a lot of summers in Bear Lake and it was just really, really fun. How old are you, Mackenzie? Because we have an age difference. I am 28. How old are you? Oh, I'm only 22. So not that big of an age difference. Not that big, but I don't know. You know, as we get older, I just feel like everybody either ages or they don't age. The ages don't make sense. Like, I'll look at Peyton, and for reference, Peyton is her niece, and Peyton's, like, already in high school, and it's weird to me. It's so weird. I never thought I would be the aunt saying, oh my gosh, you're making me feel old, and that's exactly how I am now. So weird. But today we're going to be talking about... um. Mackenzie's job and hard work, which I think is a very important skill set to have, especially going into really whatever school, work, following your dreams. So the first question is, Kenzie, what do you do for a living and how did you get into this position? So I actually work right now for Vivint Solar, um, which is now Sunrun. um, And I go door to door selling the concept of solar on people's homes. Um, So basically solar as a service and um, out here in Massachusetts, they actually get quite a bit of savings um, from going solar and obviously it's better for the environment. But how I kind of got into this job, um, when I first got out of high school, I was selling cars and my husband, Josh, he had previously done uh, summer sales with Vivid. And we had both talked about having a high interest in solar because it was up and coming. So we wanted to just try it out for the summer. So we came out to Massachusetts with our friends. We ended up staying here. And now we have been out here for seven years. I can't believe it. Um, But I'm so grateful for everything I've learned and how much I've grown. And now I love the East Coast. I'm an East Coast girl. That's insane. You've really right? been gone for years. Oh, that's so weird. So weird. That's really cool that you sort of like fell into that because of... And for those who don't know, a fun fact, Josh used to have the Batmobile as a car. He did. And we we love cars together. So when I was in the car business, it was kind of a, always a tempting job to get another car. <laughs> oh, it was the coolest car. Coolest, coolest car. So with um your job... With you going to -to door-to-door scales, that can't be easy. No, um, it's actually really hard, but that's kind of the reason why I love it. I think that a lot of times we run away from things that are hard, 
rather than running towards them. And when we run towards them, we actually grow so much more. Door-to-door sales is like probably the most humbling job you'd ever have, but it also, you, you learn so much and you become so much stronger because, you know, even after someone slams the door on your face, you have to approach the next door the exact same with a happy personality and just as excited to, you know, tell them about what you're doing out there. Yeah, that'd be a rough job. Because I mean... You know, there's all those signs that like say no solicitors and people don't necessarily like the knock, like door to door. How do you keep a positive attitude throughout the day? So what I've learned to do is I actually keep my my AirPods in my ears. And after I have a bad door or a bad experience, or even if it's a good experience, as soon as I leave that doorstep, I like turn on my favorite song in my ear. And music does something to me. I can't explain it. But if I'm listening to my favorite song, I cannot not be happy. I'm just jamming down the street and everything's good. I'm in the sunshine. I'm, I'm, I'm outside. So there's a lot of lot to be grateful for. Um, but that's mm-hmm. kind of been my reset is when I leave a, a house doorstep. I just play my favorite song in my ear and everything's good. Everything's good in the world. What is your favorite song? Uh, I would say my favorite like hype song. I have a lot of favorite songs, but my favorite hype song is gonna be "Jump Around" by House of Pain. I was like, if you listen to that, you cannot help but jump around. You just cannot. That's true. That's true. I think it it helps a lot too. What I was gonna say, if you really believe in what you're doing, which I really do believe that what I'm doing is changing the world um, because we're changing how we're getting our energy. But it also saves people money and it doesn't cost people anything extra to do. So it's just a really good all-around thing. And I know that, you know, when people turn me away from the door, it's not necessarily, you know, because of me. It's Mm -hmm. more so because they don't want to be bothered at that time. So it's my job to, you know, break their, uh, like, break whatever they're doing it's called break preoccupation enough to where they'll actually give me just 10 minutes of their time and then it usually makes sense yeah you gotta remember that it's not like a personal thing it's just like a them thing well let's talk about the positives what's your favorite part about your job my favorite part about my job is getting to teach and lead people to do hard things as well so in my job I manage a team of about 80 reps we all go door to door so I I take shadows and um, I teach them how to do the job and basically how to build that tough skill so I love that aspect about my job but also the culture of Vivint um, is something that's unheard of Um, We just have a a really fun culture. I've got to travel the world with my job, get crazy incentives. We always are getting a lot of swag, like Lululemon, Nike, free stuff just for doing our job. And it's just like, it's a great atmosphere. And I think culture has a lot to do with that. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, you went to Bali like, what, two or three years ago or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, and then we just got back from New Zealand last year before um, coronavirus hit. New Zealand was probably one of my favorite places. And then Bali was definitely on the top of my list as well. 
They're both on my list to travel, and hopefully one day when this virus is over, I'll be able to travel. Yes, I believe it. But I think it's really cool that you have such an inviting environment that you're able to work with such a great team. I know when I go for like job interviews and stuff, one of the questions they tend to ask me is like what I'm looking for when it comes to a company. And my answer is, is always the same thing. I'm looking for somewhere where my coworkers or, you know, my peers, we can build each other up and to tear each, instead of tearing each other down. Because there's, be, there's so many things out there, especially in the entertainment industry, what I want to do is toxic because everybody ch- wants to be the, the first one to do something. Like be the first one to get this interview, be the first one to get this story out. And then another quality I look for is just a place where I can grow all the time. I think growth is really important. Well, I want to tell you, Harley, I'm really proud of you for even thinking that way because growth is the most important thing, you know? So I, I, I think that that's awesome that that's what you actively look for, you know, in your next job. And I know you'll be able to find that. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think it's it's definitely been an interesting thing because uh, I've grown up. I think it's mostly because I've grown up and I've become more aware of what I want in life. It's been great. How has like COVID changed? Has COVID had any effect on the door-to-door selling or, or your job in general? Yes. So um, approaching doors became very fearful. I think the whole world was very fearful. You know, when we we heard about coronavirus and I remember I was heading out into the field and I had to like I was talking to one of my customers and he was a respiratory therapist. And he kind of scared the crap out of me. So I just like went home. I've never done that like before where um, I've just been like debilitating scared. But I also had to lead team to be able to figure out how to succeed in this way of selling. And I basically learned how to sell through Zoom, which has been so valuable because, you know, obviously, as we've gone through this coronavirus experience, um, it's not like we were in shutdown for like a month, you know, it's been a whole year and ongoing situation. So these tools that we learned while we were at home selling um, have been tools that we, you know, can continue to thrive on. And I'm just so grateful that we have a company that pivoted so well to selling online and over the phone. And now we can use those techniques, you know, every day. Yeah, that's really cool that you're that you guys were um able to sort of adapt because you know the world is constantly changing changing so that's nice that now you have different different sources to help you become successful. Yeah, and I don't think like we could have done it if like the whole world like didn't have to like the whole world went remote, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and so when that happened it was like we didn't have to teach our customers how to do it. They already had to learn how to do it. And so I don't yeah. think it could it couldn't have happened without that concept. You know, so I'm I'm extremely grateful that that happened because it's just provided um so many open doors, you know, to possibilities and way to be more efficient. That's true. That is interesting the whole switch to Zoom and so I'm not going to lie, I definitely have to ta- teach Grandma Connie how to use media a lot more. But it's so good for her, you know, because she can still socialize through it. So I think it's it's amazing, especially for me that, like, living so far away from family. Um, these are tools that I've, like, relied on heavily to 
keep my relationships. And I'm grateful that, you know, our aunts, even the older generation are learning how to use it because it's made us closer. 82 year old grandma FaceTimes now. Like, it's amazing. Love that. We love, we love the old generations joining social media and becoming Instagram and tech savvy. We appreciate it. We love it. I love it. I was wondering what has been your favorite door-to-door interaction you've had with a customer? Ooh, that is a really good one. And there's so many. Um, so it's really hard. My favorite door-to-door interaction. I would just say like, while I'm kind of thinking about it still, I've, I've become really good friends with a lot of my customers. Like I have one of my customers, her name is Michelle, and she's become like just one of my best friends. Like we work out together, we're, you know, she's been involved in my life and not just like a business way, but in a personal way. I love that, you know, I get to meet new people every day and those people become my very close friends. Um, And I wouldn't have that opportunity if I didn't have a job that's pushing me to go out and knock doors and meet new people. But I would have to say, like, I I love the interactions where, you know, I've been going all day and have gotten nothing but no's and, you know, people in in bad moods. And then that last door that I knock at, like, 730, (laughs) I, you know, I I tell them my pitch and tell them why why I'm here. And, you know, they, they... they just were like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting for, for someone to come by my door and talk to me about this. And then they get so excited and they let me in. And it happens so often. But it's the times where we don't like stay out long enough to get to that last door where they've been waiting, you know, for someone to come and talk to them about the program. Like it's the best feeling because then you get into the house and they're so nice. They're so inviting. And they, they actually like want what you, you know, what you're out there doing. And I think that that's like my most favorite interaction, but there's definitely been a lot of, there's a lot of like interesting stories with door to door. I'm trying to think of some. (laughs) Love that. I think that you're able to make such a personal connection with your customers. So fun. It sounds it sounds fun. Also sounds terrifying. So, <laughs> so like we talked at the beginning of the podcast, we also want I also want to talk to you about hard work because I know how much that means to you. What does hard work mean to you? Hard work means um doing something that you're not necessarily held accountable to do. Like you think of a typical nine to five job, right? You have to go in at nine. Like, you know, go in at nine, be there you know, be present. Um, you can be distracted for sure. And then you go home at five. But I think that hard work really comes when you're actually doing things that you're not necessarily micromanaged to do when you're going above and beyond. You're doing the extra things to protect, uh, perfect your craft. And I think that's where the actual hard work comes into play. You know, it's not just the mundane um, going in and showing up for a job. It's the extra effort you put into becoming the best at what you do. I love that. I think that's really an important way to look at it, especially when it comes to, you know, perfecting the things you do and doing things in order to help you get to the next level and your job or your passion, you know? Yeah, because 
mediocrity is never impressive, right? So you want to do everything you can to not be mediocre. And it also helps you stand out when it comes to, you know, for example, jobs. Like I had a a chance to interview somebody about working on their social media. And they said, something that stood out to me is you have a podcast. I'm like, yeah, I do. Oh, that's amazing. So they, they actually noticed that like they yeah. took the time to research. Yeah. And it was so funny because he was calling me to set up the interview. And on my resume, I have my online portfolio, you know, because everything's digital these days and it's just easier to keep all my stuff. But I have like links to my podcast. And he's like, yeah, I listened to your first episode with your buddy from Tooele. And I said, oh, yeah, my he's one of my favorite country musicians that I met through music festivals and one day I sort of just walked up to one festival I just walked up to him I said hey they're on your social media and we connected it was super random but a super cool dude if you ever get a chance check out Carver Lewis Carver Lewis I'm gonna do that that's so awesome especially in a um like work environment that we have now where you really have to stand out you know so that's that's Mm -hmm. so cool that you take the extra effort to do that Yeah, and I think, to be honest, when I first started the podcast, and I think even now, I didn't think about how much, like, it could help me advance my career. I just thought, I like talking to people. I like when people get goosebumps about what they talk about, and I like how that gives me goosebumps. I'm, like, proud of everybody for what they're doing. Yeah. But then I'm like, but then this could lead to, uh, to this door or this door or this opportunity. So it's super weird, super strange, but I love it. I love to to see you grow in this way. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's really crazy. And to be honest, I'm just really thankful that everybody I message is like, yeah, for sure, I'll be on your podcast. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> well, I, I don't know why they wouldn't, you know? Who doesn't get excited to talk about what they love to do? Them ghost bumps and what, what, what drives them. Like, that's the funnest thing to talk about. And I think that's where my podcast and sort of your door-to-door selling and everything is pretty similar in a way that I'll ask like like 40, 50 people to be on my podcast and share, you know, some might say no, but then some people might say yes. Like I had a girl that I found on TikTok the other day and I wanted to interview her and she said, this is my dream. So yeah, of course, I've never been on a podcast, but I'll be on your podcast. And I was like, oh, my heart. So cool. I love that you're you're like picking out people, you know, that you that interests you as well. That's really cool. Yeah, it's been it's been entertaining. And actually, um, one of my idols that I've been that I've looked up to since I was like 16, I tweeted at her the other day to be on my podcast, and she liked my tweet. And I'm like, you noticed me? Yes. Hey, it's all about that, you know, effort to to put in the ask, right? You know, to have the guts to even comment on her her Twitter. That's amazing. Yeah, it's kind of pretty cool. Speaking of guts, you have a lot of guts for wanting, for doing your job, I think. Because there's so many different factors that play into your role. I mean, you, you go from door-to-door selling, you're a manager, you get to do all this amazing stuff. That's insane. It definitely is a... And every day, you know, you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. I think a lot of people think that it's natural for me, um, but they don't understand that, like, every day I'm actually, you know, pushing myself out of my box. And that's why it gets, it's, it's not that it gets easier every single time. It's just that, you know, I want to push myself out of my comfort zone more. 
And so I think that's why I keep, I almost get addicted to that concept of um, making sure I'm always out of my comfort zone. And that's ultimately like what gives me guts, right? Because I constantly Mm -hmm. do it. So it becomes something that is just allowing me to grow. Love that. And I I totally, I totally agree. And to be honest, I think you really do have a personality for this because you're, you're very outgoing and I think you're very positive. So I think you have a sort of aura that just draws people in. Appreciate that. I really do. Um, And I, I'm glad that I found kind of like my passion at such a young age. I feel very grateful for that. We love finding out what we want to do when we're young. It's great. It is great. And I, I know it's like now that I've I've kind of understood how rare that is too. It's it's rare that people find out what they want to do at a young age because sometimes it takes long, but I think you have to be patient with yourself and just know that everyone's like road is different you know and there's not a timeline to it but the important part is that you find what you're you want to do in life i i I totally agree with that i think that's one of the most important things to remember is that everybody has a different timeline everybody has a different roadmap and your experiences are never going to be the same as anybody else's in the world and that's okay right oh yeah for sure yeah i think that people you know, get set on the idea that it's not okay. And it's definitely okay to have a different, different road. Um, You know, there shouldn't be any expectations on what life should look like for people. Definitely agree. If we did all have the same path, or we had like the same path as multiple people, the world would be a very boring, gray place. Extremely. I can't even imagine that. All right, so my final question for you before we finish up this episode is what advice do you have for people to, um, when it comes to finding their passion or finding a career that they love? I would say that um, something that really helped me was trying a bunch of different things. So I think that the reason why I can handle rejection so well is because Actually, I was the girl in high school trying every single thing. Like I, I, I tried band, I tried volleyball, basketball, cheerleading, dance, you know, and I actually like, I didn't make it in all of those things. Like I never got on a team in high school. Um, I think like the the thing that I did, I did student government, which was great. Your mom actually helped me so much with student government. I'm so appreciative of that. But I tried so many different things. Uh, and even though, like, I, I technically failed at them, it wasn't a failure. Um, I learned that it was actually me learning what I like and what I don't like. And, you know, I, I found out that, like, I'm, I'm not the most coordinated person, you know. <laughs> Um, but I do have good leadership skills, you know, in student government. So that's kind of what, like, I've, I found, you know, by trying all these different things, it helped me kind of find where my personality kind of lied. So, you know, if you're, if you're wondering, like, okay, what is it supposed, what is it, am I supposed to do with my life? What am I good at? And you're not taking the effort and, you know, throwing yourself into a bunch of different things that you might think that you're good at. You're not taking the steps to get there. So I challenge you to, um, you know, try new opportunities 
um, join clubs, uh, join teams, just to see if you like those things. And then that way you can better, you know, find the roadmap of who you are. I think that that really helped me. So that's the advice I would give. I love that. I love how people can come on this podcast and their advice is like, oh, give me goosebumps. I'm excited. So um, thank you again, Kedzie, so much for taking time out of your morning to be on Harley's Hot Seat. I really do appreciate it. Harley, I appreciate you asking me. I'm so grateful to do this. Um, And I just want you to know that I am your biggest cheerleader through all this. This is awesome what you're doing. And, you know, keep keep finding people that inspire you because it will inspire so many other people. Proud of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And um, thank you to everybody who's listening, whether this is your first episode or you've been here since day one. I really do appreciate it. And if you or if you know anybody who'd like to be a hot seat, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter at hardj98. And I hope you have a fantabulous day.